welcome to Harvest Time. Looking forward to having you uh, meet one of our own in Dr. Yo Serato, uh, our academic dean for our college and a man of many talents. But before we have a chance to hear from him, I'd like to remind you of many of the activities coming into the weekend, including, as this will be aired on Friday night, Saturday, we are hosting and the privilege to have a memorial service for uh, uh, Mr. Reflong, who was with us for many years as a staff member and uh, celebrating a life that um, has been well-lived. And then this weekend on Sunday, reminder, as we do every weekend on this particular program uh, to take advantage of those activities that we have on Sunday at 930 for uh, children's ministries, nursery, teens, adult, eight different venues. I'd love to have you. We, uh, Pastor Joe and myself, are having an ongoing book study through the uh, book of Acts and the early church, and that is in the auditorium. So you find no other place to get to that's one for you as an adult. And then on top of all that, our service starts at 1030 with a great music program. I appreciate Pastor Kevin and all that he does. Many of our people are involved in the choirs, the special music. What a great time uh, to celebrate in worship to the Lord, fellowship with one another. And uh, this particular Sunday, we will be starting at Galatians chapter 1, as we'll be looking at personal failure to turn to grace, the life and narrative of Paul and how God used his life uh, to bring the gospel to us Gentiles, non-Jews. What a powerful uh, truths that we will look at in what we call take-home truths. And then on Sunday night, we have the privilege to have our family Bible hour, really pretty much close to an hour. We realize for families, they've got little ones, it's worth coming, showing some value to your children, and be able to get them home in a short order to get bed early, ready for school the next day. The privilege to have Dr. Yosirato with us, actually speaking, in our Sunday night service. And then next week, many, many activities, a, a daily Bible study available at different times for you men. This Tuesday night, a ladies' fellowship, a big, what we call a kickoff. I don't think that's related to football, more or less than an activity for you ladies in the Family Life Center. And you appreciate all that, that our ladies do from the flowers and the arrangements and the seating and all the niceties. Uh, I appreciate my wife, Mrs. Heron, who uh, coordinates all that with a multitude of ladies that do such a great job. I pray that you'll make it out the once-a-month meeting. And the rest of the activities, including our Wednesday night gathering, as many, many of you are continuing to come out, particularly to our video series on parenting and financing. Uh, I think there's about four or five other opportunities available, including our own C2C program. So enough being said about it all. Uh, really a lot happening, and I hope and pray that you'll make it out this particular Sunday. It is a privilege to have Dr. Yo Serato, and uh, I affectionately call him Dr. Yo. It's easier for me. But first of all, thank you, uh, Doc, for being with us. Thank you for having me. You I'm know, I, I wanted to have you, uh, I'd like to tell you strategically because you're speaking on Sunday night, but not so much in the fact that I wanted to get into a year with our people getting to know you. You do carry some responsibilities here as a... Um, Bible class teacher. I think you also teach 
Japanese in the academy, and uh, then you carry the title of academic dean for us at the college. You sing often for us in the church, and you have been involved in many other activities in the community. I thought our people would enjoy getting to know you and your story, this particular program, as church members are able to come in and share their life stories, and why not uh, our own Dr. Yo? So let's start with uh, the uniqueness for you. You came to Guam, Dr. Yo. What year was that, and why did you come to Guam? It was 1988, um, and really, um, I came, my parents sent me to Guam because I was a dropout in Japan. Mm. Um, I took the entrance exam for high school, and I failed miserably, and um, I had been taking ballet lessons ever since I was five. Mm. And my ballet teacher and her family uh, was moving down to Guam to start a restaurant. And as they found out that I have no place to go, they invited me to come along with them. And they had some friends on Guam introduced me to uh, one of the uh, local families that they knew. And uh, I homestayed with them. And that's how I ended up coming to Guam in 1988. So... How did you end up deciding, well, let's try Harvest Christian Academy? So we were looking for a high school that would ac- accept me. And uh, we uh, visited all the other schools. Um, public school wasn't an option. It was too rough. Uh, so we visited uh, different schools, but they, they were all full. And the last school that I visited was Harvest. And uh, lo and behold, you know, it had one opening for 10th grade boy. Hmm. So I had no choice, really. I didn't really want to come to a Christian school, but um, that was the only place. And what was your English proficiency at that time? It was level zero. (laughs) (laughs) So you come to the academy here at Harvest. You now are taking classes that are in English. And then you also, did you have a foreign language class you had to take? I had to take Spanish the first year. Spanish yes. the first year. So the end of the first year, you continued your pattern as you did in Japan. You failed. Yes, I did. <laughs> Miserably. <laughs> and you didn't know the Lord back then. That's um, right. W- what point was the change before graduation? I got saved in my first year in 1988. Um, well, let, let's, let, let me get back a little bit. Uh, when I applied for the school and I filling out the application, uh, the first question on the application was, what is your religion? And uh, that was the first time ever that I was asked uh, what my religion was. And I didn't know how to answer it. And so I looked at my mom standing next to me. Uh, what should I put? What is my religion? And so my mom told me just to, you know, just put down Buddhist. And I didn't, know, I didn't even know how to spell Buddhist. But uh, <laughs> put Buddhist and... You know, the school noticed that there's a Buddhist kid coming to Christian school. But there was uh, uh, one uh, third-generation Hawaiian student who spoke a little bit Japanese uh, from Hawaii. Uh, And uh, he had been saved for a year uh, before I came in. And he and I became good friends, and he he told me about the Bible, how how I am a sinner, uh, and uh, Jesus is the only answer. He, He was really my first contact. Um, to the gospel. How long did, did that witness by him and whatever else factors, and when you said you, you took Christ as your Savior, what was involved with that? 
Um, well, throughout the uh, conversations, um, we, we discussed, you know, philosophically religious re on religions, and I believed in uh, ancestor worship, uh, UFO, and reincarnation, Phoenix, and all that stuff. And um, uh, my, my friend, you know, said, that's, that's nonsense, that's not scientific, that, where's the proof that you've ever reincarnated? And um, when I came to Harvest, uh, I, was, I wasn't a troublemaker, but I uh, was in trouble all the time. I uh, just didn't know how to behave in the classroom, and I was sent to the principal's office uh, weekly, regularly. And uh, my friend noticed that, and he said, you know, if, if reincarnation is right, I think you'll, you'll be a cockroach in the next <laughs> life. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of cockroach. <laughs> Uh, so I said, you know, um, I'm, I might turn into a cockroach. And so I said, you know, reincarnation doesn't work for me. I, I think I have to look for something else. I see. Uh, so that's, that's how I started. And at the end of, uh, you know, the series of conversations, my friend, his name is Ryan, Ryan Izumihara. But he said, you know, you're a good friend, and I want to see you in heaven again. So why don't you become a Christian? And so at that time, I was, you know, observing other Christians, uh, teachers, students. And I said, hey, uh, it's, it's not a bad thing to be a Christian. I, I wouldn't lose anything. So I was more open. I was becoming more open to this new idea. And uh, so I, when, when Ryan said, hey, I want to I see you in heaven and, and I wanted to become a Christian, I, I was ready to say, hey, I'll, I will. Okay, I will. I will become a Christian. So we made a promise uh, that uh, I would go forth, uh, go to the front uh, on the next chapel uh, after the chapel message. And um, after the chapel message, there was an invitation. So uh, uh, Ryan sort of gave me an elbow and said, hey, you promised to go forth, so go forward. Uh, so I went forward and um, I met my chemistry teacher. Uh, it took me into the counseling room and uh, he prayed with me, he talked to me, talked to me, but uh, I, I didn't know what he was saying at that time. But as sincerely as I could, I said, you know, if there is a God, uh, I want you to show me that you are real. And as I was sort of uh, thinking about it, uh, my, my heart was strangely warmed. But I, I was just very emotional and uh, started crying and uh, I was very happy that day. I told everybody, hey, I'm going to be a Christian. Uh, I'm going to be a perfect Christian. Just watch me. Everything's going to change. Um, and then I went back home, and um, that night I was contemplating on what I did today. Uh, what, what did I do? Uh, you know, was I just emotional? Was it real? And all the things that Ryan told me, um, about the gospel, how I'm a sinner, Jesus died on the cross. All those things made sense to me in my head, and I wanted to believe uh, as true, and I, I couldn't. I, there, was, there was a struggle. All night, all night long I had, you know, struggle between should I believe or what if after all it is all uh, false and there is no God after all. And I was wrestling with that, and I began quoting John 3.16, because um, that was the only me the verse that I knew. And um, as my 
uh, English teacher uh, told me, put my name in, you know, in the, in, in the verse. For God so loved the world, God so loved Yoshirato, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, if Yoshirato believes in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. So I put my name in the verse and kept quoting that to myself. And I think that the Holy Spirit used that. And as I was wrestling whether I should make the first step of faith and believing, sort of toddling at the ed- ed of, edge of the cliff, I felt like someone pushed, pushed me from behind. Mm-hmm. And I took, I took the faith, uh, the, the step of faith. And I said, I believe. Uh, I don't know how, how that happened. I, I, I said, I believe. I, of course I believe. Jesus did die for my sin. And at that moment, everything was made clear. It just, I didn't even know that I was seeking. Um, I, I felt like, you know, before I believed, uh, I was looking at my life and the world through a fog glass, the frost glass. Uh, I knew there was something moving behind the glass. I knew there's some shapes, and but I couldn't make a clearer picture out of it. But when I took that faith, believed that Jesus did die for me, uh, it was ma- everything was made crystal clear, mm. Mm. and I was I was ecstatic. I, I said. This is, this is what it means to believe. I, I do believe that he died for my sin. And I said, now I, I became a Christian. Uh, what should I do? I got to read the Bible. Uh, it was like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I took my New Testament, Japanese New Testament, and started reading from the beginning, you know, Matthew. And it says, mm-hmm. begat, 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 begat. And I said, man, this is difficult. <laughs> I didn't even make it through mm-hmm. the first seven, 17 verses. So I said, how about the revelation? You know, I, I heard that that's more uh, interesting. And mm-hmm. uh, so I went to the back of the New Testament and started reading. And I didn't understand much, but I, I was really committed. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be faithful till the end. It was a life-changing moment. Wow. Well, it's exciting to hear. And with that, over the next few years, then you graduated from our academy here. You went back to Japan for a couple of years then? That's right. Uh, your study skills must have improved because you did graduate. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the two years there at, uh, in Japan, your folks were there. You had some time for family and... Well, I really wanted to go to college, a Christian college, Bob Jones University, uh, to um, major in interpretive speech. I was interested in drama and acting. Um, But my mom, especially, was very uh, much against the idea of further, you know, brainwashed in a Christian college. And so the Lord closed that door to go to a Christian college that year. And uh, I I believe... um, that God was giving me an opportunity to uh, witness to my parents because I was apart, uh, away from my home uh, since I was 15. And I, I changed drastically during those few years. So it was my opportunity to uh, live out my faith I- in front of my family members and uh, to have a, a bare testimony mm. to them. So 
I went back to Japan and uh, I auditioned for uh, a conservatory for acting and fine arts. And uh, that's where I began taking voice lessons. And I said, hey, singing is much better than, much easier than ballet. So <laughs> I decided to major in voice. Mm. So what then got you to the United States at a Christian college since your parents were opposed to that? Well, I, I did my best, and it's you know, often d most difficult to uh, maintain constant, consistent testimony in front of your family. Um, but um, toward the end of the two, uh, second year, um, my parents saw that I really uh, wanted to go to a Christian college, and they saw some changes in my, in my life. Uh, they were very, uh, very supportive uh, at the end of th those years uh, of, for me to go to a Christian school. So. so you went to Bob Jones, graduated with a B.A.? Uh, Bachelor of Music in Voice Performance. Mm. Then, then you decided to stay on? Right. Um, there were some incidents in my senior year, uh, very life-changing um, incidents and all along, I, I knew that the Lord was calling me to, into a ministry, but I kept postponing, kept pushing it back. And, you know, each time you push it aside, the desire to preach and desire to serve the Lord uh, comes back even greater, in greater force. And so my senior year, I surrendered to uh, the call to preach. And um, so I decided to go back uh, and stay. Uh, at, at the school uh, for seminary training. Mm. So you got your Master's of Divinity? That's right. In three years, um, I, I studied full-time with my parents' blessing. So the end of your three years, now you have your Bachelor's, you have your Master of Divinities, you're called to preach. Mm. What was your thinking at that point? I was ready to go back to Japan and um, uh, maybe work under a pastor and start getting into the ministry. But uh, the Lord was um, giving me a desire to train young people for ministries. Um, and that desire was increasing, and the Lord opened the door to um, further my education. So uh, before, I went you know, before I go back to Japan, I decided to further my education. So how many more years was that in your next level of education? Uh, it took about three years after MDiv. And what was your degree and what was it in? It was uh, Doctor of Philosophy in Theology and uh, my dissertation was on uh, the theology of Jonathan Edwards. Mm. And what was the thesis for that uh, the title is the coolest part. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I had to make it longer than the width of the dissertation. So the title was um, The Epistemological Necessity of Christocentric Soteriology, The Defense of Religious Particularism in the Theology of Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, and, and you would be, <laughs> that is quite impressive. Uh, I think Sounds I, cool, I think it? I followed that. <laughs> I believe so. Um, so the point would be for you and Jonathan Edwards that he had to have been one of the greatest theologians uh, in American history. I believe so, and he was uh, one of the most powerful thinkers. You graduated uh, with your doctorate, and, and that was what year? 
It was 2006. 2006. 2006, yes. And uh, your mom and dad at this point, where are they in the story? They uh, my, my father passed away uh, my f- after my first year in grad school in 1999. Uh, my mom at that time, I believe, was in, on Guam mm-hmm. attending Harvest. Right. And and I believe in those years also we, had, of course, had come in contact with you and, and, and reminded you that you know, we'd love to have you back here someday. So that was 10 years ago. Fill us in over those last 10 years what you did. You graduated with your doctorate. Um, upon my graduation, I was called to go to Singapore as a system pastor slash youth pastor slash music pastor and uh, also uh, to teach in a, a seminary. Uh, so I was there for three and a half years. At the end of that period, uh, the school had to close because of financial difficulties, and, and uh, the pastor in Singapore recommended me to uh, find another ministry. Uh, so how I, that, that's thought of Harvest. Uh, there were some teachers coming through Singapore and talked to them about uh, Bible college starting up. Uh, harvest, so that in- interested me. So that was 2010 that you that ended up coming? 2009, yes. Nine, yeah. right. And so over those years, I know you've had a variety of tasks, and you've picked up other interests. You continued on in your singing. You've been involved here in the community, I, I believe, as well as singing for us here at chapels in our own church services. You also were in hot pursuit of your uh, black belt in <laughs> Aikido. Is it Aikido? Aikido. Aikido, excuse me. Aikido. And, and um, you travel because you're able, with your degree as well, you've been asked to participate in teaching with the Chinese pastors in a variety of locations, as well as India. Was it last year you had yes. a course there? Where was that and what was that in? Uh, the Indian trip was uh, through my... Uh, friend that I studied with, uh, he was uh, he was a fa- uh, dean of faculty uh, at the school in Coimbatore, Coimbatore, India. And then also your interest in translation work, which we are have talked to a number of Bible societies about this as well. You this summer were gone, and what were you participating in in that schooling? Um, I'm interested in Bible translation um, because I, I've noticed that none of, my, none of our Bible college students carry their own Bible in their mm-hmm. own, own languages. And also, uh, there are a couple Bible translation projects going on in different islands privately. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- I think most cases, just one person translating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, you know, there's room for uh, me to contribute in making their project success successful and make a better product. Um, And so this summer, uh, I was back in my alma mater uh, in South Carolina and uh, taking um, missionary linguistics courses relating Bible translation. And that's with a Bible translation society that I believe is the goal is to get you in a place to be, uh, would certified be the right term I, I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, certified to be a, a consultant, uh, adjunct consultant, yes. Bible translation yeah. consultant. Well, I appreciate you sharing uh, your story, Dr. Yo. I, I don't think people realize the variety that's there. And, you know, obviously the IQ was not the issue back in high school, maybe as much as the focus. And 
And obviously when the Lord came into a life, he gave you a purpose and been able to pursue that. Uh, and we're glad you're here and now participating, helping us in the administration of the college and, and input in our, our scope and sequence of our classes, our five-year program, and improving that. What have you found to be the greatest uh, point of fulfillment as you look back over your life? Um, the f- most fulfilling part of the ministry is, of course, uh, seeing people being changed by the message of the gospel. And uh, particularly in Bible college, um, they're being trained here, and they, they get their experience of ministering here, and they go out to do the same uh, and teach others who are able to teach others yeah. also. So that is the most uh, fulfilling yeah. Uh, well, we're glad you're here, uh, been able to utilize the giftedness, the training, and uh, I trust and pray our listening audience, as we bring this broadcast to a close, will take advantage of being here Sunday night, as we'll be able to hear you. I asked if you'd do just a short, abbreviated cliff notes of your testimony in order, as well, to tie that in with your message for Sunday night. I hope our folks will make it out. Thank you, Dr. Yo. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time here on KHMG 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio. As Pastor mentioned, we'd love to have you visit us at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend starting at 9.30 a.m. Sunday for adult Bible fellowships and children's programs. Just check at the visitor kiosk for where you should go this Sunday morning. Then at 10.30 a.m., our regular Sunday morning worship service all this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church. Join us again next time for more Harvest Time.